Blog Talk Radio. country around our beloved Terra, and a special hello to our archive listeners as well. Welcome to Dr. Catherine May's Blog Talk Radio program channel panel. Today is Wednesday, September 3rd, 2014. And for tonight's program, we have, of course, our host, Dr. Catherine May and channel We also have quite a full lineup, if you will allow me the liberty of using that word. (laughs) We have Ra, Father God, Sananda, St. Germain, and Lady Portia, who are a team. And I will be joining in on the conversation, too. This is Meg, your co-host, calling in from the greater Atlanta area in Georgia, and so happy to be with everybody tonight. And our host, Catherine, is calling in from her beautiful home in the Hudson River Valley area. Good evening, Catherine. How are you tonight? Hi. I'm fine. Hi. Terrific. Yeah, what a group. Um, <laughs> we, it seems like quite... everybody wanted to get in tonight. Yes. Um, I'm just having to mute a couple of people on the um, call-in line. So folks who call in, I just automatically mute you so that we won't hear your conversations. And welcome. Okay, so our we should probably, yeah, we have an amazing call tonight. I'm not sure how I'm going to handle this exactly, but it's what they asked me to do. <laughs> so I never say no, you know, because whenever they ask me to do something that sounds impossible, it usually turns out to be really pretty neat. So we'll see how it works. What they did say was that they want to have um, a conversation between and among um, Ra and Sananda and St. Germain and Lady Portia and you, Meg. This means that I'll have to listen to it later. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully Catherine is listening somewhere in there. 
what I can't imagine a better practice for multidimensional selves. So ready, set, go. <laughs> yes, I think that's what it's about. Yep. Mm-hmm. They want us to really get familiar with this multidimensional thing and teach us that we can all be in different places just as they can. So it should be pretty interesting. Um, we probably should announce, I want to let people know about the the phone call-in if they should want to use it. Um, I'll just give the phone number, but it's also posted on our webpage and on our Facebook page. So the call-in number is always the same. If you have a pencil, 530-881-1212. And then the meeting ID is 856-768-151. We also have a playback number. So if people want to call in um, to listen to a past show, they can do that. And they can call in on their phone, which you can't do, or some people can't do so easily on their phones unless you have a smartphone. So the playback number is 530-881-1219 and the same meeting idea. So if you didn't get that, um, just you can find it on our webpage and um, on our Facebook page, Healing for Ascension Tour. Is it on the tour page? Or I think it is, yes. Healing for Ascension Tour. And my website is whoneedslight.org. And then, Meg, I'd like you to tell people a couple of words about the group page and about your own website, if you would. Yes, absolutely. So for announcements and the latest messages and tour information, the Facebook page is Healing for Ascension Tour. Also, the upcoming blog talk calls, and as Catherine said, the access for your Internet or your phone, and then the callback numbers. And then for, uh, for people who would like to gather on a more uh, personal level and also get to, know one each other, get to know one another, we have a personal Facebook page that's linked with that one, and that name is Healing for Ascension Tour Group. This is where all of us can talk amongst ourselves and get to know each other better, find out people in your area, which I have in Atlanta. We have over seven people that we've already contacted in the Atlanta area that I never would have known about that follow Catherine and these messages had it not been for Gabriella beginning this Facebook page and us all getting to know each other. So that's, oh, that's a wonderful great. Place. Oh, seven it's people. Just wonderful. And Oh, and I have to say, there's this one beautiful post that somebody put. I forget where she's from. And she said, hi, my name's this, and where are you from? That was it. 600 posts later, or something crazy like that, we're all going, hi, I'm from Holland. Hi, I'm from Norway. Hi, I'm from Amsterdam. You know, it was just on and on. Oh. And I got into this 
conversation with this girl from Holland about the tulips and the flowers, and we talked about Catherine and the book, and it was like, oh, my gosh, how absolutely collapsing of time and space this Facebook page allows us to be. It's really quite wonderful. And then also on that Facebook page, we have a wonderful new string of posts going, which is based off Catherine's book, Who Needs Light?, which is an amazing book that took many years to compile with her and all her extra helpers. Um, and we're pulling passages out of the book that several people are connected to, and we're posting them, and we're starting a dialogue for all of us about the information and how it impacts us really going to a deeper level with the material to make sure there's nothing left in our inner world that prevents us in any way from living our all and just zooming up on our ascension path. It's just wonderful. So I'm enjoying that new that new thread that's going on the Facebook page right now. Oh, and, and people have uh, just done a in, beautiful job, oh, really, of oh, interpreting yeah. and making wow. it. Useful. And weaving it together with what was said on the last call, I was really impressed how people were doing that. Um, Knitting together the piece that they they put for their discussion that would be, that was really appropriate to what had just been addressed on the call. Mm. So it was really interesting to read people's observations and and offerings about how they're using it and what they've learned. It was it's just really been so interesting and thank you all of you. Oh yes. And what's so different about this page is we don't come on there and just tag each other with different websites or different funny things, although there are little ones here there. The mm-hmm. posts and the follow up on these are paragraphs. People are really talking about what's happening for them, how they're shifting, how they're using the messages, the book, the um, their own path, their own awarenesses and awakening. And then people are reading that and having it's triggering their own observations and we're learning together about ra- unraveling this old paradigm that's not even supported anymore, and it's just the last dregs of it, but we can do it in community, which is so supportive. So if anybody has something going on, they just come on, they talk about it, we all gather around, you feel so supported. I don't care where you are. You could be in mm-hmm. Thailand, you could be in Finland, it doesn't matter. It's all so supportive. And if you're going through it, somebody else probably is too, and it's right. a chance to really feel supported. So that's just wonderful. And as we all call it, it's the master class. We're really trying to move into our multidimensional selves and really understand what it means to link with your higher self, look from that perspective, move the dark thought forms that are still in our inner worlds and really celebrate each other's successes. And on another note, um, I do nutrition and acupuncture in a clinic. Uh, where I live, and I have a Facebook page that supports people in their uh, paths with good nutrition and alternative healing, and that is Wisdom Within hyphen Meg Davis. Wisdom Within hyphen Meg Davis. And I have just had an absolute blast 
receiving just multiple messages from everybody <laughs> going, I love Catherine's blog talk calls, and I'm really learning so much, but I have a question about this and your talk, and we can just talk one another and really fine-tune for them specifically. And I've had several people who have brought their own personal issues about health, and we've worked it out. And it's just been a great forum for for people to find some um, connection for their health concerns when they feel stuck or they're not making any breakthroughs with the Western medical world and they just want another viewpoint. And it's just been wonderful. I can, I'm so grateful for this forum, Catherine, to be able to work with people on that level. It's just thrilling for me. Thank you again. Oh, well, it's it's been amazing what you've been able to do. And the um, I want to mention the the excerpts that people have taken from the show when you did that wonderful discussion, two wonderful discussions, and another one coming up next Sunday (laughs) where you talked about nutrition and such a broad range of things and how people can really cure disease by working on their nutrition and awareness. And that those excerpts have been posted they're on the website and they are on the facebook page so people can find either your written um description of what you dis- of your written paper right about what you mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you described so there's the written version and there's the the voice piece taken out of the call and separated out so it's on the um, health oh, it's on our website health issues health information um, mm-hmm. so they'll be able to find it we're going to have a special page there to collect the information from the healing calls which are on Sunday so for people who are new we focus especially on Sundays on the healing and we call it the uh, training and uh, for ascension calls and Sananda comes and does these wonderful healing calls and Meg has been doing a special presentation each week so we're going to collect all those and have them available on the website uh, permanently so that people can just go there to find them so that's all the the good news for now, the um, technical information. <laughs> so I think it's time for me to start channeling. <laughs> I was going to say we better start <laughs> if we're going to get everybody in. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it. This is going to be a fun show. I can feel it already. Uh-huh. So this is a bit of a challenge for me, but let's see what how they... I'm going to ask, um, I think Ra wants to come first. Oh, and he's saying Mother God is here too. <laughs> now you are teasing me. <laughs> yes, they're all laughing. <laughs> okay. 
So um, I will be the ventriloquist who's <laughs> just speaking for all of them. And I would like for Ra to kind of give an introduction here about why they wanted everybody to come tonight at the same time and and what the theme is, because I I don't know what this is. <laughs> but it sounds like it should be fun. All right, so I'm going to step aside, and I'm going to let I'm going to ask Rod to come first. <laughs> no, they're, they're playing with me. Now they're saying, no, no, it's Sananda. No, after you. <laughs> oh, they must be in a really upbeat mood tonight because they're... Talk about voices in your head. All right. Yeah. We're just working on the one and poor Catherine's working on six. Okay, we gotta give her a we gotta give her a hand here. <laughs> well I'm I'm trying to give you an idea of what's going on here besides just laughing. Okay. So All yeah, right. Rob's gonna come first. All right. <laughs> All right. So we'll just settle in and take a deep breath and we are ready. <laughs> Welcome, Ra, to our wonderful party. Greetings, dear Meg. Yes, <laughs> we were teasing Catherine. <laughs> it is fun for us. And what a beautiful, beautiful day it is. It's evening here in the east, eastern U.S. And there is so much going on in the world today that we wanted to all come together. We all want to tell you. We all want to be involved in this wonderful call because we have so much to tell you. Now, of course, Sananda's been on these calls a lot lately, and they've been doing the healing calls together Sananda and Catherine, and so of course he wants to join in, and St. Germain has been waiting for a couple of weeks <laughs> to get his chance to come back. We tease him, you know, about being in the closet, because he wasn't supposed to come back until he can announce the RV. Well... It is time, isn't it? You've all waited. You've all waited so long. But we want to give you the biggest view we can of what's happening in the world and what you can expect. And it seems to you, I know, as if there have been delays. But... We would prefer to think of it as um, a sidestep or a reorganization, which is really what it was each time. There, there were a number of times when we told you that it was going to happen this week, and we truly believed it would. And then something new would pop up somewhere in the world. It didn't always have 
precisely to do with the RV itself, where we saw an opening or we saw a possibility for bringing things together even better, even more comprehensively. And so the RV would be delayed, yes, but the evolution of the planet would move forward in a new way. We want to tell you about a few of those things so that you'll get the kind of picture that we have and so that you can understand that we're not dragging our feet. In fact, there were only a few people who were actually doing some foot dragging, and of course they were the ones who were making money from foot dragging. But other other elements came into play, and those those were the people on the ground, the boots on the ground, who would see an opening and who would see the possibility of creating something brand new, given that something had shifted and we would consult about it and see that ah, we can make some progress in the Middle East. We can make some progress in Africa. We can make some financial progress in the world markets. And especially when it became possible for us to make a move that would protect you that would protect your blessings and would protect the way things were handled. I think you understand, all of you, that there was some fairly serious hanky-panky going on with the first round. Many of you were familiar with the first round of payouts when private people were told to come into the banks and to do their trading. And there was some very fancy footwork going on there. There was some trading going on, but we had arranged it so that it would be done in such a way that mostly what they got were the equivalent of an IOU. And, of course, It is all recorded. And so many of those transactions made it possible for us to prepare indictments. There was tremendous abuse of power. There was dishonest insider trading. And, you know, we may have mentioned this once before. There was a time, for instance, in New York City where the mayor decided to begin arresting people for small infractions. Um, What did they call it? Uh, It'll come. The, The little things that make life more enjoyable or less enjoyable. So they started arresting people for spitting on the street. Um, playing their radios too loud, 
jumping over the turnstiles. Quality of life issues. That's what they called it. And they started arresting people for those things. And they'd be held in jail, and meanwhile, they'd find that the people they'd arrested for spitting on the street also had outstanding warrants from three states, and the crime rate began to go down dramatically. Well, there were a number of sting operations that we told you about at the time. There were others as well. So we started collecting evidence for people who were spitting on the streets, and it turned out they were also cheating all of you. We're looking forward to the time when hundreds and hundreds of indictments will be filed all at once, and you're going to see massive arrests. And it's going to make a tremendous difference in your quality of life. You can't see it happening necessarily if you just listen to the the so-called news on television. But look what's happening now. There are Internet sources that are far better, far more reliable and wide-ranging than anything you can find on the mainstream media. And they are reliable. People who are on the ground, people who live in the countries where you want information, the people who are posting their own blogs, who live there, the ones who are involved in the government in the workings of the government, who are working hard to help their countries change. Those are the ones who are sending out really valuable information. And you can trust it. It's better than a reporter sitting in a hotel room getting the feed from some other reporter who's sitting in another hotel room, and they're all sort of making things up from what they can glean by the noises outside their window. That's not news. So you'll have to do a little more digging, perhaps, but there are some very good news sources. Maybe I'll ask that the crew on the Facebook page begin liking some of those news sources that are truly reliable. And so it'll you'll be it'll be easy for you to find those resources. So I've given you a little overview. I'm going to uh, we'll we'll each come in first and give a little a piece of what we're going to talk about tonight and we'll also have questions at the end. I wanted to give a sort of overview of the general things that are happening. I know Sananda would like to talk a little bit about the feel of how things are going. 
And you can guess that St. Germain might want to give you a bit of an update on the financial dealings. So I'm going to turn this over now to Sananda. We'll each give you a little brief intro, and then we can talk amongst ourselves and let you see how we speak with each other and how we, yes, tell jokes and how we have fun together as well. I know it's difficult for Catherine, but we present ourselves to her. She can actually see us. We're here in a group around her, and she she knows who's putting their hand up to speak next. And so we'll try and introduce ourselves so that you can distinguish us as well as she does. All right, Sananda, your turn. Thank you, dear Brother Ra. Yes, we are having a good time with this. And Catherine told you we were teasing her. We were we were joking about who was going to come first and, and to see if we could throw her off. She saw us. <laughs> and so we have St. Germain here and Lady Portia. And they have... Uh, Catherine is used to bringing the two of them through, so... I think we can manage this just fine. Well, Ra was right. Yes, Ra. He's nodding his head. Ra is right. There are such exciting things going on. It's the emotional tone, as he said, that is so heartwarming to us, so fulfilling to see so many places around the world the tone of the way people are dealing with each other is changing. You have a news feed from um, the people who are following the dinar. There are a number of people who are getting information. There's one called Dinar Recaps. And they collect information from many different sources where people are talking about what's going on in Iraq. And Stage 3, Omega, also. There are several places you can get really good, up-to-date information. And they also... um, bring through news feeds from the Iraq newspapers. Now, the translations are sometimes pretty garbled, but still you can get the feel for what's happening there. And the news feeds from Iraq are fascinating. People there are truly working together. The the leaders who had been so pushed aside and suppressed and many jailed during the time of Maliki, are now up and running. They're working together. They're doing just masterful work. And they're, oh, and here's the, the cat who wants to say her piece as well. She seems to know when we're talking on the radio and she 
she wants to join in. <laughs> so you'll notice um, in the news feeds there are there are several of the um, Shiite and the Sunni. <laughs> yes. Let me just pet the cat for a moment and let her... Oh, she wanted to have her tummy rubbed. That's all she wanted. She wants to be involved, too. <laughs> so, we were talking about Iraq. The um, Those who have have been on opposite sides, who have been considered enemies, who have been encouraged by past dictators to be on separate sides, were, were pitted against each other frequently, um, are now beginning to feel a sense of real camaraderie with each other, a real sense of destiny in what they're doing. They are, well, you could even say they're on fire because they feel our presence. They feel the divine light that is so present in their meetings in their conversations with one another, they're beginning to feel the kind of of fervor and a new kind of patriotism that has not been present since since the beginning of the United States when the people who were working together were so fired up, so excited, and had the sense this is something magnificent we're doing here. They're feeling that in Iraq. They're feeling there is something magnificent about what they're doing. And they're beginning to see the fabulous potential that their country has. It's going to be one of the wealthiest countries in the world. They're going to rebuild. And they're going to do it themselves. The U.S. has been helping a bit in recent, in recent weeks and months, but very cautiously and very carefully without stepping foot on anything that was going on between the leaders in Iraq. And so, that's the part that's so exciting, to see a country that was so devastated, so broken, where everyone was angry, everyone was frustrated, everyone was turning on each other, and, of course, that was planned. That was to keep people from organizing. And now that they have started to organize, it is thrilling because they have begun to see that they have one vision, 
that they truly can operate as one and that the results are going to be, well, really earth-shattering because it's going to break down all the old ideas about what's possible, all the old ideas about the enemies in the Middle East and how intransigent they are, how invested in their religious squabbles they are. Well, they are proving it wrong. They are freeing themselves from the narrow, small-minded, religious battles that were fueled by those who wanted to keep wars going. They're beginning to see that. As soon as Maliki was out of the picture, it became very clear. It's like when someone who's really noisy and can't stop talking suddenly leaves the room. Suddenly there was a pause and people began to look around at each other and feel the sense of camaraderie and hope and Iraq is not the only place this is happening there are organizations all around the world that are on fire There are inventors who have suddenly come out from behind the screen of fear and protection, self-protection, to begin announcing their new discoveries and offering to present them to the world to, to give their, as as you are familiar with um, the Iranian brother who established the foundation, the Cash Foundation, and put his materials on the Internet, we have not even begun to see the beginning of the results of those wonderful offerings. I'll also give you a little preview. When when the uh, blessings begin to flow, and many of you are going to be investing in things like free energy technology, we have a number of people on our team on both sides in both dimension, yours and ours, who are ready to go. We will be working with those on the ground who are developing wonderful technologies, and it's going to move very fast. We spoke today with Catherine about this. Her brother was an inventor who was very interested in free energy technology and had begun to develop some plans of his own. And of course you're all familiar with Tesla 
and his wonderful inventions. He's more than willing to work with those on the ground. And so we will be helping. We'll be bringing through new inventions, new <coughs> new technologies. And we will use our channelers and our inventors and encourage them to work together. And this this will shorten the period of testing and and trial and error to nothing. It's a very efficient way to proceed and you're beginning to see it everywhere on the planet because all of you are opening your sights. You're opening your hearts and it's happening everywhere. You are going to see new ideas popping up every day. You're going to see new incidents of people reaching out to help their neighbors. And I don't mean just because the RV is available and people have more than they need. It's happening now. And you're even appreciating amongst yourselves, ah, we were able to do this pre-RV. Look around you. Look at the important things you can accomplish today. Not after the RV, but today. It is a wonderful time to be alive. So, let us proceed. We're going to go right through our initial presentations here. And then afterwards, we'll have a conversation amongst us and let you join in. How would that be? So now I'm going to pass the talking stick to St. Germain and let him let him tell you what's new on his corner of the block. <laughs> Thank you, Sananda. Yes, it's I. He usually calls me Adamos. You know, we don't we don't stand on any kind of formalities here. And we're hoping to help you join us with that. We like doing these calls because we want to loosen up the way we deal with each other, the way you deal with us. We want you to know who we are. We want you to enjoy talking with us. Not just through these channel calls, but call on us. We're here for you. Now, of course everybody wants to know when the RV is going to be. And I can tell you, I'm here to bring you good news, everything is in place. Now, let's separate this out as as the others have begun to, to give you a bit of a picture. At the same time that we're working on this RV, 
we are also hard at work to bring in Nasara. Now, those of you who haven't studied Nasara, please go to the Internet and look it up. And you'll see. There are many things involved here. The Nasara laws are designed to bring back the original Constitution of the United States. And there is also, in the background behind that, if you're, if you're in the United States and looking out at the world, what we're now calling Gesara, which is a global shift in all the legal systems, all the ways that business is done, all the ways that the law is created and carried out. And this includes, of course, all the court systems, all the judicial systems, all the policing and military and um, punishment systems, but mostly returning the United States and all the other countries in the world to the spirit and the humanitarian um, approach that was inherent in the Constitution of the United States. I was there, as was Lady Portia. We were active in that time on the planet, as most of you were, many in different countries, but there was a, a spirit of change, a spirit of revolution. You're feeling it now on the planet. This is not just about the RV or about the United States or about the Western world or any of that. It's about the entire world rising up. Of course it's created some chaos. Of course it's created conflict. The entire world is rising up. So, those who wish that others would not rise up, of course, are going to be trying to suppress it. And this is what you've seen across the Middle East and various countries around the world. But it's not going to be sustained. In fact, why not celebrate? This is a good thing. This foment that you feel around the globe is a glorious thing. It's time, isn't it? It is time for revolution. But this time, this time, it will not have to be fought with guns. Can you picture, dear ones, 
Picture this with me. A worldwide revolution that will eliminate the the difference between the 1% and the other 99%. Picture it. A revolution that will change everything. It will change the way children are treated across the world. There will be no more child labor. There will be no more sweatshops where young people work for 14 hours a day, six days a week. There will be no more slavery, economic, sexual, any kind. There will be no more. And there will be a legal system to support fairness, equality, a civil system as opposed to the one that you know of that's called admiralty law, a civil court system that will simply, for a time, oversee life in such a way as to be fair for everyone. What a thing that will be. Because now, it has become so horrifically corrupt. In the United States, it's very rare that anyone gets a fair trial, especially when it concerns some kind of conflict between a corporation and an individual. And those are many of the conflicts that happen. Or an individual who is poor versus one who's wealthy. It is practically impossible to find a fair um, outcome in the court systems. Children are given to the one who is most abusive in the family court system with no oversight, no recourse. All of this All of this, beloved ones, is going to change. Now, let me try to give you a picture of how all of this weaves together. Let's start from your point of view. When you go to the bank within this week to cash in your <clears throat> your currencies. You want to know that when you come back to write a check on that account that the money will actually be there, don't you? Well, this is what we've been working on <clears throat> because there was a time not too long ago when we could not guarantee that. We could not be sure that when we 
open the floodgates to allow all these funds to be released, that they would not suddenly disappear. And you know, there have been banks where you could go to get your money and they would say, oh, no, we didn't receive that. There is no record of this account. Well, here's, and you would say, well, here's my, here's my record. And they would say, oh, no, that, that was some other bank. We've been bought out, and we don't have the records of that other bank. So I'm sorry. And this is what they would have done. You would have seen the banking industry flipping. You know how they do houses? Well, they would have been flipping each other so that they could lose all of the records. It was in the works. Well, we don't want to see banks flipping each other, buying out, selling, reselling, reorganizing, buying again. That's how they would have disappeared all the money. And you can guess where it would have gone. Of course into those giant pockets of the very few whose names you're beginning to learn. Many were on the board of the Federal Reserve Bank. Well, let's not get too personal here because those people are soon to be taken off in handcuffs, the ones that have not changed their ways. I think I can tell you this other very interesting piece of information that just delights me, and I can't wait to see it happen. It's in the works still, but I can give you a little preview to tickle your fancy about what you'd like to see. Picture this. As uh, as Ross said to you, the indictments have already been in the works. Picture a beautiful day with the U.S. Congress in session when the sheriffs arrive. And with them, they have 400 sets. No, more than, actually, it's more than 400 400-plus sets of handcuffs. And the Justice Department will have arranged for them to enter the congressional offices and arrest all of those who have been caught with their hands in the till in many different forms. They're either their funds that they raise from from their constituents or their dealings having to do with the RV or their payoffs from corporations. So there are many, many of those infractions that will be very easy to track. And then there are the abuse of power um, indictments. Those are going to be very instructive and very interesting for you to follow because it will reveal to everyone 
how completely corrupt and how everything has been done behind the scenes without without any input from the people but backroom dealings between and amongst the lobbyists, the Congress people, the senators, and so on, corporate executives visiting daily um, in, in the form of lobbyists or, or friendships that spring up between the wealthiest board member and the congressman who represents him, and so on. It is rampant, rampant. It's true in other places, too, but the U.S. pretends that they have a completely free and open system, as do the other Western countries. Well, of course it's not true. The United States generally has been run like a banana republic with those in power working behind the scenes, keeping everything secret from the president and his cabinet and his and the many of the elected officials. Well, there are a few. There are a few who are the staunch ones who have shown such integrity and have been the boots on the ground. Well, when the sheriffs come in with their indictments and their handcuffs, we'd like to see the um, those who are not mentioned in the indictments coming forward, and we'd like to have the sheriff um, deputize them so that they can help with the arrests of those who have made so much trouble for them and made it impossible for them to pass any decent laws and have made it so easy for the corporations to literally run the government in spite of those few who were trying so hard, so hard to stave off the disaster. Well, it's going to be a great day because you're going to see a shift that will happen so fast and so completely that you won't know what happened. This is why I'm telling you now so that you can be ready to celebrate and not be alarmed when it happens because when something like this Transpires, we can imagine that all of you might be, oh my God, it's the military as, as it's a coup. You know, we're being taken over by some. No, you're not. It is going to be a wonderful day. Because those who are, quote, taking over are really just taking back the country. You will be taking back your own country from those who have squeezed the life out of it, 
for the past 150 years. And once again, the eagle will fly. It does warm your heart, doesn't it? We are all very excited about this. So you see, yes, we are so happy to talk to you about the revaluation of the currencies. But that is just a small beginning of what is going to be a rollout, as Ra is familiar, is uh, often says. It's going to be a rollout of wonderful blessings. And it will affect every single part of your life. Ah, yes, Portia. <laughs> Portia wants to take the talking stick because she... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yes, I don't need the introduction. I'll, I'll let them know what I want to talk about. Thank you. Well, I want to simply pick up where Adamos left off just that moment and finish the wonderful rollout is going to have a great deal to do with the new energy, the new rise of the feminine power. Yes, and men need have no fear. They are not going to be deposed. They're going to have equal partners. They're going to have a whole lot more fun Everyone, because when we have equality across the board, rich and poor, dark and light, uh, male and female, the surface of planet Earth is going to flower as no one has seen for thousands and thousands of years. There will be no difference between races. There will be no difference between religions, except what people like to celebrate. Of course, if you want to put up a picture of your favorite person, that's to be celebrated. But there will be no more wars over who has the best religion. And there will be no more private wars about who's the most powerful one in the family, the father or the mother. Who is the one who gets to say who should do what and what you should, where you should live and how you should behave? Equality. Dear ones, equality is love. It's based on the feeling of complete sharing, complete partnership. And now I'd like to take it to another place. You know, you have made great progress 
on the um, the issues that you call gender equality and gay rights, you've made tremendous, tremendous strides. This is why it's now possible for this new shift to occur. And when it does, you're going to begin to feel the multidimensional quality that we experience. Now you feel the love between and amongst us here. You see how much we care for each other. How there is simply a flow in our thinking where we sometimes spark one another to to greater brilliance, we like to think. <laughs> yes, they're laughing. They're all brilliant. <laughs> we like to play off one another's ideas like a wonderful waltz. We like to work together in every possible way. And when we do, it is with a sense of such love and sharing that we almost work as one mind. Now, when we raise our vibrations to higher dimensions, to the places where we truly enjoy being, we do work as one mind. And in those higher dimensions, there is no male or female. We become one. There is no difference. Our minds are together. Our hearts join as one. You have been told creator is not male or female. Creator can imagine, can create male and female for all of our pleasures. But when we join as multidimensional beings, there is no issue about who's stronger or who's weaker, who's more sensitive. We're all equally sensitive, kind, strong. We all see each other as powerful. And when we join our hearts and minds, we are light. And you, dear ones, are beginning to feel that. You're beginning to experience multidimensional planes of existence. You have already, of course. You know what it's like when you wake up in the morning and you know you've been somewhere. You can't quite remember where. Well, many of you have been working very hard lately. And you may wake up in the morning thinking, oh my goodness, I feel like I've been working all night long. 
Well, that's because you have. We've been very busy in our meetings, all of us. And of course you're with us. You're there helping us to make the decisions. Your higher self is with us. Your body remains in the bed, but your higher self is there working with us, always. When you incarnate here, you know, you don't stop doing the work in the higher dimensions. We all have incarnations here now amongst you. Yes, we do. And that doesn't change the fact that we're still here in the higher dimensions doing our work together. It delights us that you're beginning to meet one another and you're picking up. You fall into step and you continue doing the work on the ground as we're doing in the higher dimensions together. So, yes, we are going to have an RV. (laughs) How many times have we said that before? But now you can feel it, can't you? You've jumped the timelines. The people on the ground have created the necessary conditions. And that is the key. The necessary conditions on the ground. And now, let's throw the talking stick in the air. And let's see who wants to come through Or perhaps you'd like to ask questions. And then we can all talk at once. (laughs) Now that got Catherine's attention. (laughs) And so, dear Meg, are you there? I am, Lady Portia. Well, we want to invite you to join us in our conversation as well. Well, thank you very much. I'm honored. All right. So you're wonderful with your um, recapitulations of the, the information that we that we uh, give out. So we know you've been listening, and we know <laughs> that that you are certainly interested in all of these things. So we want to invite you to join the conversation as well. Thank you. Would you like to tell us, dear, of your fondest hopes and dreams for this new era? Hmm. Because that's what we've been talking about, you know. That's what we do is tell you about our fondest hopes and dreams. I just was coming home from my clinic today, and there was a gentleman. I live on a farm, beautiful farm, but it uses mm-hmm. Roundup, and it has cows here, and it has things that I would like to see different. But the land is beautiful. And there was a gentleman here just, walking the land, doing some work, and I stopped walking my dogs, and we struck up a conversation we haven't met before. And Mm. within 20 minutes, 
we're talking about his dreams. He's 49 years old. His dreams of opening up an organic market. And we start talking about nutrition and organic food and living in harmony with Mother Nature. And he started talking about some health problems he has. And the next thing we know, we're talking about the treatment of animals, the use of Roundup on our farm. And it developed and mushroomed into this beautiful conversation between two people who didn't know each other before about what we want to see in our world and in our communities. And it was just such a beautiful example about so many of us are ready to see this harmony between Tara, between our families, between our animal friends, between each other. And he's African-American and I'm Caucasian. We both grew up in the South. And we stood there talking about organic food. There's no difference. <laughs> There's no difference. Mm. We just want the beauty of connection. We want the beauty of being able to relate to each other on these important things for ourselves and our families. It's just the same. And I was rejoicing. I was running in for the call and running late, and I was out of breath getting on the call, and I just was thrilled that this is where we are with people that just are here wanting the same things and everything else melts. So your part about equality just struck me so deeply that every division that we've been taught makes us separate is gone to where we just meet in the heart space of connection and community, no matter what that is. And to be able to connect in our heart space with little Noev all the way to somebody who's over 100. Everybody <laughs> is meeting in the heart with beautiful joy and beautiful connections and something to offer, something to give. It's a beautiful world. I already see it. It's already happening around us. And your pictures mm. of how it's going to be even more beautiful is brings me to tears of joy. It's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing those with us. Oh, this is Sananda. Thank you, dear Meg. And thank you for bringing up such a beautiful picture of the most crucial, the most important issues about life on earth how to live together with Tara without the poisons and the abuses that have gone on for centuries. Oh, yes, what a beautiful vision. And look how you encapsulated everything in the South, how things have changed, how people have grown and you will come together like that. You will all find new ground because you're searching. You're searching for the things that will bring 
health, good health to people. We send you our huge blessings, you, Meg, and others who are working like you to bring real healing, real awareness. It started, you know, a while back with people who began to realize that when you make dinner, if you put love in the food, it tastes better. Well, now we've taken it a step back when there is love on the farm. The food will be nutritious. And love on a farm means there will be no abuse of the land or of the animals or of the people who work there. Those who have worked on farms many times have the illnesses. Parkinson's is one of them. From the terrible neurotoxins that are in the poisons that are put on the plants. Roundup, you mentioned. What a terrible invention. On every level, the idea that they would create a pesticide that will kill the weeds and then genetically engineer the crops so that they will not be killed by the toxin that is killing the weeds. What do you think that introduces into your body? You will be eating the Roundup because it's taken up into the crops and you will be eating the genetically modified plant that cannot be killed by the toxins in Roundup. That is a war. You have just ingested a war into your body. Is it any wonder that people get cancer? And so you have brought to us this wonderful picture of how peace will prevail when people awaken to what they really need. Once people understand what they really need, it becomes so simple, doesn't it? Do we really need to make a whole lot of money on the food supply? Or do we really need nutritious food? Do we really need to fight each other about whose God is more important? Or do we need good health, clean water, joy around the dinner table? Yes, it is coming. Thank you for that wonderful example. And now, do you have any questions on your board, dear? Or do you have access to your board? I do have access to the board, and we do have some questions. Would you like me to open up to them? Let's do that. 
and stay in our conversation. Dear, we want to hear from you as well. Very good. I'm happy to. Okay, I'm going to open up area code 720, ending in 2508. Just let us know what your name is and where you're calling from. Welcome. Hi, my name is Ibitar, and I'm calling from Colorado. Welcome. Now, please you say your name with us. Please say your name again so everyone can hear you. My name is Ibitar, and I'm calling from Colorado. Greetings. How are Who you today? I'm just fine. This is Sananda. Who would you like to speak with, and what is your question? Well, my question is about my multi-dimensional self. Um, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that my multi-dimensional self has been coming forth uh, for some time now, but here lately in the last two years, I'm very conscious of, uh, you know, different aspects of my multi-dimensional self. So my question is about... Uh, you know, I'm able to go to different countries or different places uh, at will, consciously. I'll give you an example. I went to Peru, and I met with the masters there in Peru. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know that I have a connection with them, and I've had a connection with them in previous lives, but I don't know consciously, you know, a lot of the activity that's taking place with my multidimensional self that I go to and I have these experiences, I don't have a conscious awareness of what actually took place. So I met with them, but I don't consciously know what we talked about or what actually transpired when I went to uh, Peru uh, to uh, Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Well, you're part way there, aren't you? Because you remember meeting with them. Yeah. That's the that's the most important part. So mm-hmm. that's the beginning. You're well on your way, Ivatar. This is this was a very good example. Do you set aside time to do your meditations and this is when you experience these things or does it happen spontaneously for you? Yeah, I do set aside, you know, I make my intent, um, and I Mm -hmm. do set aside time, you know, because I I was connected, I had connected with this person that I felt, he was from Peru, and I felt a very strong connection with him. And, you know, prior to meeting him, I, you know, was reading about, you know, the sacred land there in, in Peru. And I had did this meditation uh, where they tell you to go by, you know, particular area and, and you, um, you know, connect with the land and things of that sort. So, uh, yeah, I do, you know, and sometimes this is not something that I just, you know, say I woke up this morning and say, you know, well, I'm going to do this or do that. It, it's like I'm being led and guided to these certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there's so many things that I do uh, with my multidimensional awareness 
and, and, and I'm sure I've been doing this all along, but it's been in dream time. So now I'm beginning to do a lot of these things in my waking moments. This is very good that you're talking about this. Um, Avatar, I asked you the question because I, I hoped you would describe it this way so that other people can get the feeling about how you, how it's possible um, in a meditation state or once you learn to open yourself to experience your multidimensional selves, then things start to seep through like um, like the veil is, is becoming lighter and you begin to see glimpses or feelings or a taste or a sound that will touch off a memory and so you you're experiencing an opening where the divisions between your conscious and your, let's call it, your unconscious mind, your higher self, there's um, less of a division between those things. And this mm-hmm. is, when you when you begin to really appreciate and enjoy the experience of seeing and feeling these things, they will increase. You're feeling it now. Yes? Oh, they're increasing by the day. Yes. (laughs) Daily. And you're getting some help. Yes. So, yes, you have experienced these places on the planet before. You do know these masters of whom you speak, and you're reconnecting. You're reconnecting with not only with past lives, but with your current awareness of those past lives. This is a wonderful thing. I'm so glad you mentioned it because it gives other people a really good sense of what we're talking about. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm really having a lot of uh, activity in dream time with the past lives that are coming uh, to Mm -hmm. surface. And at first, when I started, at first when that started happening, you know, because uh, years ago I used to try to, uh, I used to try to interpret my dreams, and then when I got to a point where I couldn't, I say, now I'm not. Actually, I'm actually in this space. I'm not in, you know, actually dreaming. I'm, I'm actually in this realm. It's not so much a dream. So when I began to realize that, then, you know, like the past life, like this morning when I was in dream time, I had this dream and it's real strong uh, inclination after I woke up and I thought about it, I said, well, my son, I think my son was my well, was my husband in another life because I was in another realm in another lifetime. And what it appeared, because in this life, he's, you know, really kind of bossy and he acts like he's my dad, but 
after I had this dream, I realized I, I'm, I'm almost certain that he was a husband in a previous mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Those things, um, yes, you can feel the relationships, the the closeness, the and even mm-hmm. the conflicts um, that you've felt in former lives. So there are many levels. As you described, the feeling the land and then feeling the presence of those people who were with you. Mm-hmm. So as you accept and welcome these new kinds of knowing, they will increase. Yeah, they're increasing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So rapidly. Now this... This has really changed because it, there was a time when, you know, not only wouldn't you mention these things on a radio call, but people would laugh at you if you said, oh, I think, or they'd cross their eyes at you if you said, oh, I think my son was a husband in a former life. You know, people would say, oh, we need to lock this person up. <laughs> so... You know, I have a a little piece of information for all of you. Yes, of course, I did talk about those things when I was here in, in the life that was known as Jesus. I did talk about reincarnation and those kinds of things, perhaps not in that specific term. But you notice that all of it was left out of the Bible. Um, There's barely a mention of anything like that. And so my words were sanitized or, you know, reworked to avoid talking about just the very thing that you are experiencing. And we know that there are many people who've been um, treated to the, the kind of welcome that you know, people would say, oh, you can't talk about that, or how do you know that? And so, so many people were discouraged Mm -hmm. that we learned to suppress. And now, you're, you've taken the lid off, and you're going to be experiencing many more, many more things, and many more fascinating experiences. So be ready, because yes, you, have I'm ready. Some, you have some fun ahead. All right, and I you. am very, and I, and I, I just wanted to say I am selective about, uh, you know, who I talk to my experience about. Even now, even though the veils have thinned and everything like that, I'm still very selective. But I said that, you know, after listening to the conversation, um, I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, very comfortable, you know, talking about these kinds of things. And I do have a circle of of like-minded people that we we talk about these things all the time, but I am selective about who I share this information with at this point because some people are not ready to receive. And, you know, we're responsible for the information that we share. So it doesn't make sense to talk to some people that can't hear you. Well, but I 
have been recommending lately that you drop all fear. If they cannot accept what you are saying, well, they will simply just decide not to hear it. So Mm -hmm. do not fear that anyone is going to, you know, think badly of you or, or be angry at you. I'll bet you that the response you get, if you go a little easy on them, <laughs> the response okay. you get will be not as quite as um, rejecting as it might have been a while back. You might okay. even see a little curiosity. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to speak your mind okay. or to drop a little hint here and a, a little suggestion there and then walk away. You know, just open the door so that okay. people c- can can get a taste if they're ready. Okay. okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. It was lovely talking with you. Lovely talking to you as well. Thank you so much. Yes. Bye-bye. So that was very nice. Now, I'm so glad um, to hear examples of people who are able to speak from their own experience and talk about what it's like to be a multidimensional person. This is exactly what we're hoping that you'll be learning on these calls. So let's see who else is here. Okay. We're moving on to area code 352, ending in 3087. Just your name and where you're calling from. Hi, Meg. This is Rod. Hi, Rod. How are you tonight? Well, I'm fine. After two weeks of your veggie diet, uh, all I can tell, all I want to tell you right now is my uh, food bill dropped drastically. <laughs> Oh, yay. And uh, I'm talking to Sananda. Is that it? Well, that was Catherine a moment ago, but I'm back. Here's Sananda. Well, you know, I'm I'm in somewhat shock in, in the fact that for my whole life I see your picture hanging on walls and how reverent it is to be there. And um, I'm... Not too sure whether I'm going to mention this to my friends because I want to keep some of them, but uh, that would be one <laughs> way I could lose the rest of them, I think, by telling them, last night I talked to Jesus. You know, they'd, <laughs> No, they'd call me, me Sananda. <laughs> call me Sananda first, and then they'll okay. say, who is Sananda? <laughs> and then you can really knock their socks off by saying, well... Sananda was one of the souls who came to earth to portray the one we call Jesus. <laughs> All right. I want to talk, I want to talk, I, I don't know if politically correct to bring it up on this radio blog, but I'm going to do it anyway. But St. Germain, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, said, your incarnate is Obama. And yet tonight, it was a discussion that what we are attempting to do is to return to the Constitution of the United States. 
Now, to me, there's a disparity existing between the name Obama and utilizing correctly the Constitution of the United States. And I wanted to ask you, could you put this all in perspective for me? Uh, I can give you um, a broad brush of how this is going to work. Obama is very aware of what's going on behind the scenes. He is very much in support of bringing in the NASARA program. Now, that's not obvious to anyone on the surface for good reason, because if we had made it a big announcement, there would have been assassinations right and left when the dark ones were still truly in power. Now, until very recently... Obama has had very little true power to do anything at all in the government. He has been completely a figurehead. We have used him well in that way. He has kept a steady hand. He's kept the lid on, you might say. But as far as actually being able to to get any kind of legislation through that would have been truly humanitarian, it's been impossible. He has had no power. And so, behind the scenes, we have been working, as, as you've been told tonight, most of the Congress is going to be arrested. And when that happens, and the, it's announced that the Nassara laws are going to be put into place, Obama will be no longer the president of the United States. Now, you don't think we could make that happen if we had someone like George Bush, for instance, in the presidency. People who are willing to steal an election would not be willing to give up the title of president. Obama will. He is in that position because he is willing to relinquish it. Not because he doesn't like it or not because he isn't a good president, but because he came for this purpose to create an entirely new government because, dear Rod, the government that you think is running this country right now has had no power at all. It has been completely uh, set aside by the secret government that has been running everything of any importance. Now, most of the secret government, of course, is linked with the wealthiest families and the largest corporations on the planet. And so those who were elected to your uh, congressional offices had practically nothing to say about anything unless it was in favor of the secret government 
and the corporations, which go hand in hand with them. So it will take the Nassara laws coming into place for your president, your elected president, to have any power at all. And when that happens, you will see who he really is. So you're saying the situation won't take place until after he's out of office? No, that is not at all what I said. Oh, okay. I thought that's no. what I understood. I, I said, said that Obama will help to bring in the new governance. And that is why he's here. That is what he has been working on the entire time. Yes, you are aware that he did sign a few laws that everyone was up in arms about. He signed a law that had to do with Monsanto. He signed that law knowing that Monsanto would be out of business very shortly. It was done for a reason, to hold off the, the violent rebellion that the Dark Ones have been fomenting against anyone in government who is, has the slightest goodwill toward the people. And I use the word violence for good reason. There has been tremendous violence against Obama, against the few in Congress and in the Senate who are trying to operate from their hearts. The slander and the propaganda that has been promoted against all of them has just been ruthless and incessant. And so it's very hard for the American people to truly see who their leaders are. There are a few. There are a few good people and they have aligned with one another and they have aligned with us. And you will see it unfold. And when it does, you will see who the real heroes are. Does that help? Uh, what, what I think it does to me is say, Rod, you better be more objective about your opinions. Um, because I still, reflect, I still reflect on the FBI and Obama and Benghazi and Obama. And uh, situations like this, uh, the NSA... No, Benghazi was an entirely set up. A, a theater piece was designed well, to mean, entrap. What, what I mean is the American people were, were sort of insulated away from those that, that actually saw what happened, and yet there was an executive order for them not to be able to tell us. And... and I simply don't think that's being... Dear Rod, I can tell you that all your information is incorrect. 
Well, that's what I mean, then. I should be more objective about what what you're telling yes. me than, than, okay, I'll try yes. to do that. But that's the but, reason I ask you, because And you'll be happier as well. You'll be more at peace. I'm already happier. <laughs> I'm very glad. Yes, and we want to see you healthy and strong and at peace. I'm working at it. Good. Well, in any way, Blessings it's, it's, to you. it's my pleasure, and I love you dearly. Oh, and we send you our great love. I hope you're feeling it. I Thank do. you for calling in. Thanks for that. Farewell. That was also very interesting, Meg, that Rod tells us that his food bill has actually gone down. This is what well, I people need to hear. Eating good food it was very is interesting not because he's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Go ahead. You've been. I, I felt was found it so helpful that you've mentioned that the last two times you've spoken, because that's one of the first things that when I'm working with people on their on their diets, they say. So I was very grateful you said that because not only doctor bills, but also processed food is so expensive. And when they do change their diet, they just mm-hmm. think they're going from their present bill to then just spending their vegetables to organic. And that's not what actually happens. They exactly. actually remove so much of the food they're eating, and then that money can be transferred, and they usually end up saving money. So I was very grateful. So I was glad Rod came forward and, and just supported that misconception. So good for mm-hmm. Rod. Healthy mm-hmm. and save money. You can't beat it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Changing the world one meal at a time. <laughs> Nanda, I do have a question, if I could. Um, yes, dear. Or, or whoever would like to field this question. We're, I'm so open. When the group of us were in High Falls, um, we worked with group consciousness and uh, or at least worked and was told we were working with yeah. it on a more conscious level. And so since then, many of us have been doing uh, and bringing group consciousness awareness into our meditations to be able to shift energies. And one of the things I did when I came back was I went to my workplace before I went there. I asked for the higher selves of everyone that I work with to please come forward and join a group consciousness in that realm and then drop yeah. down onto our level the feeling that they had being in group consciousness together so we could start developing as a group more of that uh, loving unity between ourselves more than we already were. And that's been wonderful. If we use that example of calling in group consciousnesses, how can you give us um, guidance on doing this with the groups of people that still exist in the world that are still not opening to the light. How could we use group consciousness to call forward higher selves and do that in meditation? Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Well, you just gave a perfect example. What you described was multidimensional group consciousness. 
So you just very nicely wrapped up everything we've been talking about. Well, maybe not quite everything, but quite a lot of what we've been talking about. This is a perfect example. When you call on another person's higher self, you're calling on their multidimensional selves. Now, we call, we use the term higher self, which is a rather um, singular description. It would be really more accurate to say your higher selves because your higher self is multidimensional as well. And so you have the you who are here in this body, the higher self that you have been taught so far to reach for, and then there are the other facets of your higher self. Now, in that entire picture, there's great power. So when you call upon the higher selves of the people who are um, involved in a, a conflict, you call on levels and levels of being Almost, from your point of view, it would almost be experienced as beings because a soul has so many facets and can experience so many different things at once that when you call on the entire multidimensional selves, you're calling on great power. And when you did your meditation, you instinctively reached for the highest of what that person could express. And when you did that, you called on their highest, higher self. And that is why you had such wonderful results. Does that make sense to you, dear? Yes, that's quite an expansion of even what we understood as multidimensional self. It keeps getting more beautiful and bigger. So when we're doing meditations, if we wanted to do global meditations with helping the incarnations that are still feeling stuck, although I know they're still playing out some roles that are necessary. But in order for us to raise, help them raise even higher, we, mm-hmm. can, we can do that globally. We can call on multidimensional selves globally for anyone who still feels trapped with dark thought and form group consciousness at that level and be able to commune there and then have it drop down. Would that be? Yes. 
Now you see where we're headed. When you call on the highest, higher self, we're talking to Creator. Hmm. And when you expand your mind by following your heart, Along that chain of truth, you feel the great connection, the constant connection, the energy that flows from source. And when we call on Creator to help, to ignite the flow of energy along that ray, let's say, that line which touches the higher selves of the person who is incarnated now. The higher selves of the person who is incarnated now. Yes. Then you can... Call on the greatest power. Then you can. Now I hear an echo. <laughs> Let's see where that's coming from. Perhaps, Meg, perhaps you have a sound coming from more than one place. My my board is here. I was thinking you might have been picking up one of the callers on the conference call who might have a little delay and no, back from here. No, we just looked there. No, (laughs) no, I'm all clear here. (laughs) Well, I I heard my words being repeated in the background. It seems to be maybe that was that was important. To have said twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. That was that was very powerful understanding. That very much. I'm able to wrap around that even more. I appreciate your explanation. Oh, good. You know, it is hard to put these things into words, and English doesn't really accommodate. Sometimes pictures work a bit better, but you're getting the feeling. All of you are beginning to see. Hmm. (laughs) It sounds like we have someone else in our conversation. Oh, yes, we do. All right, there. So. We don't have any more questions on the board, I don't think. No, we're clear here. And it's time for us to to end the call. So that was perfect, wasn't it? And I'm going to let my companions here, um, St. Germain and Lady Portia, want to to be able to say farewell to you both, to you all, because they've both been sort of staying in the in the background a bit in recent weeks. 
well, I'll just let them speak. Yes, it's it's, yes, it's Portia. Well, we've not been exactly in the background from our point of view, of course. Sananda has also been working day and night, as we all have. You know, he was talking to you a few minutes ago about the way Obama was staying in the background. Well, (laughs) we're in the background of the background, and we have all been just sending our love and our blessings and and in constant communication with you on the ground. And we are seeing the results. We're seeing you're blossoming, you're listening, you're hearing us. And that is delightful for us. And these conversations are so important to us. And here's Adamos. He wants to, to give some of... I think some of the same feelings, well, dear, thank you. Yes, I feel it. I feel it every day. I feel how intimately I can connect, how clearly those we've worked with on the ground are feeling their intuitions, knowing what to do, feeling just fearless, and moving ahead at such speed it's just it's just remarkable to see so we we wanted to thank you all as well for this lovely conversation and and for the wonderful questions such a brilliant audience that manages to come through with just the right question at just the right time It's delightful. And so, Meg, is there there another? Yes, there's another question on the board. Would you like to take one more? Yes, shall we take it? Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm opening up area code 415, ending in 7783. Welcome. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Who is this? This is Nina. I'm from Northern California. Greetings, Hi, Nina. Hi. I have a question about fracking. I'm really concerned about um, the drilling they're doing that's ruining the, the drinking water. And Is there anything we can do about that, or is there anything that you all are doing about that? What's going on with this fracking? Oh, this is St. Germain. Well, that's a very good question. Um, actually, we... We are, of course, very concerned. Catherine um, and her group, as Meg knows, began a campaign to stand up against fracking, and they were beginning to contact the companies that are the criminals who are doing this activity. And we asked them to stop their campaign because at the time we saw the energy with which um, this campaign began to build, and we knew it would create a tremendous amount of attention and would have brought a lot of attention 
onto this group at a time when we prefer to protect rather than have you all expose yourselves because it is going to end. We can assure you that with the initiation of the RV, which is coming momentarily, there will be so many people who are now empowered that it will not be possible for these companies to continue what they're doing. The places where they're planning to begin new projects will completely be off the boards. The people who have been fighting to try to, you know, to fight in court, to try to be heard against these companies, will have the power to stop it. And the fines that will be levied against these companies will put them out of business. Okay. Good. Yes. Something that I get really concerned about. Of course. Thanks for the answer. Thank you for the question. Yes. Nina's very right. It's a. It's one of the most obscene. Um, invasions of Mother Earth that anyone has devised. And it has done terrible damage. There is no no reason why this awful procedure ever should have been allowed. And under any real government, it would not have even been considered. That's and raw. Yes. Yes. Dear Nina. This is raw. It breaks our hearts to see the pain that Mother Tara feels. It has been well, you feel it. It's as if someone stuck a knife into your heart. That is how she feels. That's how painful it is for Mother Earth herself. You would not wish such excruciating pain on any human being. You would not stab your toy, your... um, your pet, you would not stick drills into your children. It is a merciless, ruthless, hideous thing that has been done. And it will be stopped. And when it is stopped, the people whose water has been destroyed will be repaired. They will be given recompense. They will be able to either move away from the place while it is being cleaned up. They will be given what is their due. 
and it cannot come soon enough. I know that. But this will be one of the things that will be handled with great energy and dedication. It certainly will be one of the first things at the top of our list. So thank you all. And since I'm here to say the goodbyes, I will say blessings. Send you all love, laughter, harmony, joy, peace, and great abundance. Now, for all of us, I will say farewell. And good night, dear Meg. Good night, Ma. Good night, our wonderful group of masters. Good night, Sananda, Lady Portia, Adamos. Hi, Catherine. <laughs> Hi. That, oh, was that was terrific. That was great fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was seamless. That was wonderful. <laughs> oh, I just love them all. I just love them all to pieces. <laughs> they are working so hard for us. I can just feel, you know, it's not it's not urgency exactly, but like just now when Ra was speaking, he wants this to happen so badly and so soon. As much as we do. They have the same kind of passion for justice and truth and fairness that we have. Well, it was wonderful having them all here. (laughs) What a team. It was. Yes. It's so fun hearing them interact together. It's the more we see things like that and experience that, it just becomes so real. It just breaks down any barriers that we place or that was put into our consciousness that we place between mm-hmm. between realms. It's just gone. It's just <laughs> right here with us, and it I feels like it. So. Yeah, I think that's what they wanted. So thank you, oh, Catherine. Oh, well, what a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And this is our team really makes you feel like, boy, we sure have the good guys on our side, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and what an amazing group of listeners. Oh, everybody out there, what an amazing group. It feels so rich to have us all together. I feel every single one of you, and even the people on the archives, I just feel all of us together. And such a amazingly brave and courageous group, and so open mm-hmm. to the next step. Mm-hmm. You are all so amazing. Yes, and thank you for your wonderful questions too. What a pleasure! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have another show on Sunday. Our healing show with Sananda. And Meg, do you want to announce what your P 
piece will be on Sunday? Oh, sure. We have many people on the Facebook pages who uh, bring forward their health concerns for Mm -hmm. us all to share together. And one of them was about autoimmune disorders. And it's part of the same talk, the same understanding of nutrition and also the work that uh, Catherine does with um, Who Needs Light and her psychological work with autoimmunes and the psychological piece of that. So we're going to tag team and mm-hmm. bring forward both, both stories of how the autoimmune pattern gets established and then perpetuated with nutrition and, and psychology. And we both have some wonderful things to bring forward that we hope people will connect with and be able to apply in their lives to be able to reverse um, autoimmune disorders, which are very reversible on both I think, sides. Yeah, I think that's the part that's going to be shocking to a lot of people. Everybody is kind of getting used to hearing maybe cancer has some kind of nutritional component, but the idea that you can cure an autoimmune disease, people think that they are just going to be burdened with this for life. And we're going to reassure people that you can turn it around. So that's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's on Sunday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Yes. Eastern Time. All right. So, well, good night. Thank you, Pat. Well. For a wonderful night. <laughs> this was wonderful. Thank you, yeah. Meg. All right. So long, well, everyone. Sunday. Good night. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yeah, I